our lead character has to wonder. Is the monster me? Today I'm talking about After Midnight. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i'm talking about a low-budget horror romance movie called after midnight so without any further ado let's get started a lot of small budget horror movies deal with things that are easy to do on the cheap we're talking ghosts zombies demons and reality warping a few simple camera tricks a good hook and you're in business monster movies are less common usually because you either have to use low-grade CGI or dedicate a lot of time to practical effects. But After Midnight finds a way to make it work, by making us wonder if the monster's even there. The film stars writer-director Jeremy Gardner as Hank, a fellow who's feeling rather low. He's not sure where his longtime girlfriend is, and she won't return his calls. But that's the least of his problems, because there's also a monster at his door that tries to break in every night and disappears without a trace in the morning. After Midnight is a great blend of a troubled romance movie and a monster movie, mostly because it has a sharp thematic and emotional focus. The monster in After Midnight is a clear monster-as-metaphor situation. The monster represents all of Hank's self-destructive instincts and is steadily isolating Hank inside his house, away from friends and the outside world. His friends don't believe him, because Hank can't compile any tangible evidence, but it's obviously real to him, so he has to deal with it somehow. At the same time, we get bits and pieces of Hank and his girlfriend Abby's relationship, initially through the fun times and closer to where we are now. As we get closer to the rough patches and Hank's screw-ups, the monster's attacks get more intense. I like this approach because it infirms that this is an emotional problem. Hank has to seek it out and defeat it. Whatever it is that's causing him to drink like a fish and be obstinate with his girlfriend, is cl- who is clearly unhappy, has to go. But if he can't find it, define it, or face it, that's a problem. This thematic focus means the film's emotional co- climax isn't a monster attack, it's conversations between Hank and Abby where she lays out her cards on the table. Admittedly, this mostly works thanks to writer, co-director, and lead actor Jeremy Gardner. Gardner feels like the kind of fellow who could make something like Colossal if given the chance. He and co-director Christian Stella are excellent at constructing monster attack scenes, with limited, if any, sightings of said monster. Shake the doors, make some squeals, makes things look real menacing, and get some scratches in there. And when they do show the creature, the design is distinctive and awesome. Likewise, there are subtle changes in the flashbacks, like removing the hazy glow when things turn sour that visually demonstrate the transition and the relationship. And finally, there's his performance as Hank, which is suitably prickly. Hank is one of the best portrayals of a guy who's making it really hard to empathize with him. His friends want to help, but he's being a jackass. Or he's drunk. They know he's hurting, but he's making it difficult to be supportive, seemingly on purpose. The verdict is that this is quality stuff. An emotionally grounded monster movie on a budget, After Midnight is a movie that highlights some promising talent. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time, everybody. Stay safe.